Welcome to this Easter service, our first Sunday. Actually, this is our third service uh, today. I can feel I'm getting that, getting that, 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 that thing going again, getting into that uh, rhythm, and so much has uh, happened. Of course, we've got a new Tawa campus that's in the process of uh, happening. They have a 10, a 10 o'clock service, so lots of uh, stuff happening. That's amazing, but it's so good to be in the house. And on Good Friday, it was so good to see everyone. But this is our first Sunday together. Hi, Wei, how are you doing? How's family? Good to, good to have Carla, how are you? Good to see you. Uh, there, I can see that. Leon and Melissa, I can see you. I can, I can see it. So, Kevin and Christine, thank you. How's Levin? Good. Traffic was okay getting down here. It was good. To, it's just really good to see everybody. I'm just, I'm just saying, so good to have you in the house and to be able to hang in. Uh, like, do stay after for fellowship. I never thought, Aaron, I never thought we'd, we'd, we'd celebrate having free tea and coffee. So, but guys, we have free tea and coffee. It's like, oh my goodness, free tea and coffee. It's like amazing, amazing. Hey, look, as I begin my message today, I hope you're going to enjoy it. Uh, I am. As I begin my message today, I want to preface it by saying simply this. What I will share with you for the most part is scripture. Now that shouldn't be a thing. It's a church. We should be sharing. We should be sharing scripture. But I, I want to say, for the most part, most of what I'm going to be sharing, probably 90% of what I'm going to be sharing, is scripture, verse after verse. And I hope I will endeavour, if it works. I hope it. Hope it does. Has in the last couple of services. But if it does, what I'm hoping to do is weave an illustration of God's grace through scripture after scripture. And I'm telling you that because I'm not going to put the scriptures up on the screen. Uh, whether you know it or not, there's a two-second delay up there. I'd already be on the next scripture, and they're trying to put that, and you'd be reading that and going, I just want you to hear the word of the Lord. I just want you to hear it as I read it. I want you, you to hear it as I deliver it. Hebrews tells us that the word of God is alive and active. And I was just thinking about that. It, it's alive because he's alive. Come on. It's alive because he's alive. The word of God is, some of you are not sure. Come on, I said he's alive. Because, uh, he's alive, amen. The word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. In other words, it gets in you deep. It goes deep. The word of God goes deep. It gets in you. Remember, the Bible calls itself food. And, and the, the value of food is not in the conversation that it arouses, but in the nourishment it provides. Yeah. And so my prayer is that it would nourish you, the Word of God would nourish you today. Because the Word's given not just to increase our knowledge, it's given to change our lives. So I pray today as you hear the Word of the Lord, that it would change our lives. And the Word preach, change us today. That's my prayer. That you would hear the Word of God, that it will go deep, and that it will get in you. Because here's the thing, as we listen to it, as we hear the word of God, I love what it says in Isaiah 55, it says his word will accomplish that for which it is sent. It says this actually, for as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be. Let, let, let the word be seed today. Let it be bread to you today. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty or void, it says in other versions, but it shall accomplish that which I 
for which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. And then it says this, I love this. It's actually, some of you, you've been around for a while, you remember this, this is a scripture and song song, but it's actually, it's, 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 it's scripture. Then the scripture says this after that. It says, for you shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. And the mountains and the hills will break forth. I'm not going there. Before you. The trees of the field shall clap clap their hands. We're not going there. But I pray that that, that today as you hear the word, that, that you will leave this place going out with joy in your heart, not because of your situation or everything's sorted in your life, but because of what Christ has done, that there would be a joy. When we understand, when we take a moment to reflect and rest in that which Christ has accomplished, His joy, His peace will fill our hearts. That's my hope. And so you'll go out of here with that joy, out of here with that peace. And clap with a clap in your hands, with a song in your spirit. So you're ready for the word. Three of you, come on, are you ready for, I need some feedback. It's been lonely in here speaking to a camera. I need some feedback. I need some feedback. Help me out. So it's Easter Sunday. It's Resurrection Sunday. On Friday, we remember that G, uh, Judas did betray him and a Roman cross did slay him. But on that cross, on that cross, on the cross of Christ, Jesus paid a debt he didn't owe to help us pay a debt we couldn't pay. Thank you, Jesus. The apostle Paul declared in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he said, now I would remind you because we easily forget. And that's why I love Easter Sunday because it, it just puts a point. It's like a, a, a pin in the, uh, in the map that, that just says, we are going to talk about this on this day. Because we can so easily forget, we can get caught up in our own stuff and our own problems and our own uh, issues. I want to tell you, fix your eyes, forget about yourself, concentrate on Him and worship Him. Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel preached to you, which you received in which you stand, and by which you are being saved. Verse three, for I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins. Thank you, Jesus. In accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. And after he was raised, the scripture goes on to say that he appeared, he appeared. This is, this is a factual event. He appeared to first Cephas, who was Peter, then to the 12, then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to the apostles, and last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. Jesus died, Jesus was buried, and on the third day, Jesus rose again. This is the gospel we preach. 
This is the gospel we preach. The resurrection is the proof of our reconciliation. The story ends with a festival, not a funeral, because the victim became the victor. Tragedy turned to triumph. The amazing gospel that we hear and preach today is not about a Jesus, listen, who was alive and is now dead. No, the New Testament proclaims and preaches a Jesus who was dead and is now alive. The tomb is empty. He has risen. Somebody in this church, give him some praise and some honor. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus said to Martha and to us today in John 11, verse 25, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. Do you believe this, Jesus said? And I want to ask you today, my friend, do you believe this? Because I want to declare to you, church, my brother and my sister, to every believer in this house, that your friends will leave you at the grave, but God will not. Karen, you said goodbye to your father over these last few weeks. Let me tell you, let me tell you, you left him at the grave. God will not, for he knew Christ. Do you know Christ, my friend? Because every one of us has a date with destiny. Every one of us, I believe the stats are 100%. Nobody makes it out of here alive. You have a date with destiny. Do you know Christ? Because I tell you, your friends will leave you at the gravesite. When you know him, he will not. He will not. Death died when Christ rose. So what does that mean for you and me? How does that affect our lives and the life we should live? Well, 1 Corinthians 1.18 tells us the message of the cross. The message of the cross is foolishness. It's crazy. It's a lunacy. The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us, but to us. I mean, the media will make fun of it. People make fun of it. But to us who are being saved by it, to us who are being saved, the gospel is the power, the power of God. See, Romans tells us, Romans 8 verse 3, for what the law could not do and that it was weak through the flesh, God did. Who did it? Come on, it's not a trick question. Who did it? God did it. We can't do it. We can't buy it. We can't earn it. God did it. The salvation that we have, God did it. We can't do it. We all like sheep. We've gone astray. God did it. God can do it in your life. Friend, if you don't know him today, let me tell you, God can turn your life around in a moment. God does it. Oh, I don't know if I'm good enough. Friend, it's not about how good you are. It's about how good God is. It's what he has done. God has done this. God has done, oh, I want to preach today. God has done this. How? By sending his own son, it tells us. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. On account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. And that through death, it says in Hebrews 2 verse 14, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil. Thank you, Jesus. C.S. Lewis, the writer of the tales of Narnia and atheist who became a Christ follower and defender of the faith, 
said this, Jesus has forced open a door that had been locked since the death of the first man. He has met, fought, and beaten the king of death. Everything is different because he has done so. Thank you, Jesus. Everything is different because he has done so. Because he rose, we can rise. Romans 6 tells us, therefore, therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also, tap your neighbor and go, that means you, we also, we also should walk, listen, how should you walk in newness of life, in newness of of life. Well, I'm just an old this, I can't do anything. No, no, no. In newness of life. It's not about you. It's about Christ. It's about what he has done. It's about the cross. It's what he's attained for you. We don't live by how we feel. We live by faith. Faith in that which was accomplished on the cross. And it goes on to say, for if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly, everybody say certainly, It's not like, well, maybe, probably, possibly, I don't know, no, certainly. Say it one more time. Come on, say it like you believe it. Certainly. Certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man, yes, that old grumpy, stubborn, you know who you are, was crucified with him. Oh, yeah, it still pops out every now and then. But the old man was crucified with him that the body of sin might be done away with that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Oh, I pray you hear that. Stop living like you are. He set you free. He set you free. That we should no longer live as slaves to sin for he who has died has been freed from sin. What does that mean? You can't tempt a dead man. Or if we died, Romans 6 verse 8 says, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also, listen, live with him. And Galatians tells me in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith, not by my feelings, by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And you, it says in Ephesians 2 verse 1, and you, he made alive. And you, he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. In fact, Colossians goes on to say he has delivered us He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood. Not through your good works, not through what we can do or what we can achieve, but through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. We don't deserve it. We can't earn it. God did it. God did it. You know, we've talked about the Passover on, on Good Friday. And just, if you understand, if you've been around the Bible for a while, you will understand the Passover story. 
You will know when the, the Lord passed over. When he passed over the people of Israel, what was he looking for? He was looking for the blood on the doors, on the sides and on the top of the doors. He was looking for, he was looking for the blood. Understand, when he passed over, he didn't look at who was inside the house. Are they worthy? Are they good enough? Have they got it all together? He didn't look at who was inside the house. When he passed over, all he was looking for was the blood. Is the blood there? Friends, the Bible tells us that Jesus is our Passover lamb. He is our Passover lamb. When, when, when God when passes over Allah, he's not looking. My life is now, the Bible says, hidden with Christ in God. It is the blood he sees. It's his blood that cleanses us. It's his blood. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, people don't sing about the blood. Oh, don't sing about that. No, it's, it's because of his blood. Thank you, Jesus, that we can stand today. It washes white as snow. Oh, some good old gospel for you today. For his blood, for the forgiveness of sins. We, we don't deserve it. We can't earn it. God did it. Why did he do it? Second Corinthians 5 verse 15. He died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves. Friends, Stop living for yourself. Well, I want this, I need that, I got this, and do this. No, no, no longer live for themselves, but for him. Are you living for him? Are you living for him who died and was raised, raised again? Paul goes on to say this, and here's the good news. In 2 Corinthians 5, verses 17 through 18, therefore, after saying all of that, therefore, when there's a therefore, you need to know what it's there for. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, are you in Christ today, my friend? If anyone is in Christ, anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Oh, I know that back hurt when you got up this morning. I know that knee was sore. But if you're in Christ, it doesn't matter how you feel. If you're in Christ, here, you're a new creation. You might not feel like it. You might not look like it. You might like get in that mirror and go, oh, my goodness, who's that? But the Bible says the old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And then it says in verse 8, listen, all this is from God. All the, the miracle of this new creation life, all this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to him. The old is gone, the new has come. This is the miracle power of the resurrection. See, Christianity, please hear me. Christianity is less about making a new start in life. Oh, I just want to find Jesus and have a new start in life and just get on with it and, you know, try and be a good person. No, listen, Christianity is less about making a new start in life and more about receiving a new life to start with. Come on, somebody. He's the God who can give you a new heart. He's the God who can bring a new day. He can, he can bring a new season into your life. He's, he's the God who can make all things new. He's the God whose steadfast love is new, in fact, every single morning. All this is from God. It's not because you're good. None of us are good. All of sin and fall short of the glory of God. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. All this is from God. See, our redemption and our salvation is not attained because we held tightly to God. It is attained because he held tightly to us. Amen. 
He held our hand. And we just say, thank you, Jesus. All this is from God because the sinless Savior died. My sinful soul was counted free for God the just is satisfied to look on him and pardon me. The old is gone, the new has come. This is the miracle power of the resurrection. Worship team can come. Martin Luther, the church father who helped birth what was known as the Reformation. Some of you, if you've been around the Christianity for a while, you, you will know his name. Speaking of the resurrection, he said this. Our Lord has written the promise of the resurrection, not in books alone, but in every leaf of springtime. Helen talked about uh, late last year, him being the turnaround God. Why is he the turnaround God? Because he can take that which is dead and bring it to life. That marriage might have flatlined, he can bring it to life. You might be facing a situation, a family situation where it's so divided and broken where, where you're not talking to one another and it's been like that for years. All kinds of stuff has been said and hurt is there and you go, I, I don't know how that situation can be fixed. I don't know how that can, I don't know how that can ever, ever change. But he's the turnaround God and he can turn things around because what is dead, he can make alive. He can take what is dead and he can bring it to life. That's what I love about Easter. That's what I love about the message of Easter. Nobody who truly understands the cross and the resurrection can ever again speak of a hopeless case. Just can't. You just can't. Why? Because nothing is impossible when what was dead is now alive. When what was dead is now alive. John Boyes, a bishop, said this, the resurrection of Christ is the amen of God's promises. It's the amen of God's promises. Jesus was dead and is now alive. And when he died, so did your sin. And when he rose, so did your hope. For when he rose, your grave was changed from a final residence to temporary housing. Jesus at the tomb of Lazarus said to Martha, and he says to you today, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. Do you believe this, Jesus asked. I ask you today, do you believe this? Maybe you hear it today and go, well, I, I don't know if God would ever love a person like, like me. I mean, I've blown it so many times. Maybe you need to get right with Him today. Maybe, maybe your life, you, you just know you need to get right with Him today. And you are going, look, would God even consider a person like me? Pastor, you don't know what I've done. You don't know how I've, I've lived. Well, I can say this, for, for God so loved the world, it says in John 3, 16, you know it. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whomsoever believeth in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Aren't you glad that John 3.16 doesn't say, for God so loved the rich? Or for God so loved the thin? Or for God so loved the pretty? Or for God so loved the, the famous? Or 
for God so loved only the Europeans, or for God so loved only the Africans, or for God so loved only the sober, for God so loved only the righteous. Aren't you glad that it says, for God so loved whomsoever, the whomsoever. It's inclusive, not exclusive. He loves the whomsoever. Do you want a new life? Do you need a new life to start with? You need the old to go and the new to come. You need a new heart. See, because we, we understand He died for us, we can now live for Him. You can now live for Him because of what Christ has done. All of this is from God. Would you bow your head? Maybe you're here on this beautiful Sunday or you're watching online and you go, man, I, Pastor, actually that's me. I, I am, I'm, I'm some of the whomsoever. I need to get right with God. I, I just know it. If I was to die today, I wouldn't know where I'm going to spend eternity. If you're here and you know you need to get right with God in a moment, I'm going to pray a prayer. And it's just a, it's really a prayer that just, just gives, gives your life to God. It's just like a, a, a way of just acknowledging this moment. It's not an end in itself. It's just the beginning. But it's the beginning that gives you a new life to start with. And the Bible says, if you hear His voice today, don't harden your heart. Don't worry about what other people think. But if you know you need to get right with God, with every head bowed, and you're saying, I need, I need to be included in this prayer, you're gonna pray, Pastor. With every head bowed and every eye closed, that's you. If you want to be included in that prayer, would you put your hand up just wherever you are and you're just saying, yes, that's me. I, I need to get right with God. At home as well, just put your hand up. Thank you, down the back here. Anyone else? If you're watching online again, just put your hand up and just say, that's, that's me, that's me. Thank you, you can slip that hand down. Anyone else, you know you need to do it, but whatever, for whatever reason, maybe you don't think you're, you're good enough. It's not about how good you are, it's about how good he is. You know you need to get right today. Anybody else, just put their hand up, please. You're just saying, Pastor, include me in that prayer. Thank you, sir. Thank you. So we're going to pray this prayer all together. We all need him. Would you repeat after me, Lord Jesus? I come to you today, a sinner in desperate need of a Savior. Today I ask you to forgive my sins. Wash me by your blood. Today, I turn away from my sins and turn towards God. Be my Savior and my Lord. Be the King of my life. Have your way from this day forth in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we thank God for those who said yes to heaven rejoices. Again, as I said, it's not the end of something. It's just the beginning of a life that we can walk out with God. That's why it's so important to keep coming and fellowshipping one with another and doing life together on the journey. So Lord, we thank you today. We thank you for the resurrection power of God. We thank you. 
thank you for every life represented here, every life listening online. We say, on Christ the solid rock we stand. All other ground, it's, it's just sinking sand. So today we recommit our lives to you afresh. That because you died for us, we can live for you. In Jesus' name. Would you stand? service. If you need prayer for anything, there's going to be a prayer station over there. Please do go and allow these beautiful people to pray with and for, for you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. For you shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. Mountains and hills before you shall break forth into singing. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Because what was dead is alive. And all this is from God. One more time, would you honor the King of Kings?